Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or download the free Living Truth app. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 8, 16 through 19 called, What's Bugging You? You can look up at that image. You may believe that it's cheesy, but it's good, isn't it? What's bugging you? (laughs) Exodus chapter 8. This is a short text, and uh, it's filled with a lot of incredible stuff. So let's let's take a look at the text together. We're going to read it, and then we'll come back and break it down. Exodus chapter 8. We begin at verse 16. Then the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your staff, Exodus eight sixteen, and strike the dust of the earth that it may become gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so, and Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth. And there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians tried with their secret arts to bring forth gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Father, as we open your word, your word is holy. You are holy. And we thank you for this little section on the third plague because it has a lot to say to us. And at first it may even be a bit confusing why plagues, why these specific things, but you have a purpose behind everything you do. And this one is custom designed to bring a message, a message about the things that bug us in life, a message about how the ultimate things can only be answered, the questions of sin and death, which truly bug us the most by the person of Jesus Christ. The only way they can be answered is by the finger or the power of God. Lord, we are here to hear from you. So thank you for all that's happened so far. And I pray that we'd have ears to hear what your spirit says to your people at this hour, because this is a unique hour, a time when the church must stand and rise and we cannot do it by might nor by our own power but by your spirit says the lord and i think that's what the finger of god ultimately points to the power of the holy spirit the power of god and lord i pray that that power would move mightily in our hearts in our lives for your glory in jesus name if you agree would you say amen Amen. charles schultz the uh cartoonist famous for creating the Peanuts comic strip before he was famous for doing the Peanuts comic strip wrote a book and the book was called what's bugging old Pharaoh and it was a humorous look at this particular plague of the gnats and if you have a King James version it says a plague of lice some of you may be asking questions about why plagues to begin with and what about this question of judgment Last night, I got an email from a young man that I had a chance to do ministry with, and he's since moved away. But he he brought up Isaiah, uh, I think it's 45, 7. 
And it says that God causes well-being and also causes calamity. And the King James says causes evil. And he said, I'm having, Pastor Michael, I'm having a tough time explaining this concept of how is it that God could cause evil. And my response was, well, the word is better rendered calamity. And the context of those verses has to do with Israel. And here's what happened in the case of Israel. God sent his prophets to the nation. And they warned and warned and warned some more. And they were warned not to embrace the ways of the nations around them. Not to embrace their false gods and goddesses. Not to learn to practice their abominable practices like divination and child sacrifice. But unfortunately, Israel got enamored with the nations around them. They wanted to be like them. Not all of them, but the bulk of the nation often was swept away into idolatry. And God sent the prophets. And when you read your Old Testament, you need to know that when you see a prophet come to Israel, oftentimes it's warning in advance. It's saying, this is what's going to happen if you don't turn. And Israel often did not turn. And so God used Assyria and Babylon to judge his people. But he also used Cyrus, the king of Persia, to free his people. And my explanation to this young man was simply this. God causes well-being But his calamity that he brings is divine judgment at times. It comes with warning and with a purpose. In the case of Israel, it was divine justice or discipline to bring them back to God. Now, was it ugly and brutal? If you came under the the power of King Nebuchadnezzar, who was ruthless, would there be a lot of death and destruction? Yes. But here's the key. But it was just. God is just. So when God causes calamity, it is just. So as we go through these plagues, and we've been able to laugh together a little bit about the plague of frogs and all of that, and the rivet and all of that, we still need to know the bigger picture is that God has been warning Egypt. And Egypt has been abusing his people for a long period of time trying to kill the Hebrew uh, male babies and throw them into the river and so forth, stuff that we've been through already. So you may struggle a little bit with this idea of judgment, but God is a just judge. And he is judging, in this case, the gods of Egypt. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, then is a transitional word in verse 16. And it makes us think about that plague of frogs. But notice that, the then word then leads into a uh, judgment without warning. The first two came with warning. This one comes with no warning. So some people might say, well, why didn't God give Pharaoh warning with this one? Well, he had already warned him and Pharaoh already had hardened his heart. He wasn't listening. So sometimes things will happen in your life with warning You may hear a message. You may uh, be reading your Bible and something jumps off the page and it's as if God was saying to you, I want you to turn around. I want you to turn from this stuff. But if you don't listen, some things can come without warning. And Pharaoh is a good example of how there will be no warning and that is going to really bug Pharaoh. The true God was inconvenient for Pharaoh just as he is for many today. Pharaoh was willing to call upon the Lord when he was in trouble. He even asked for prayer. Just go back for a second and look at uh, verse 13. The Lord 
Exodus 8.13 did according to the word of Moses. Pharaoh had asked for prayer and the frogs died out of the houses, the courts, and the fields. So they piled them in heaps and the land became foul. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, literally, if you're with us last week, he had a little breathing room or a space. What did he do? He hardened his heart. And this always goes with a hard heart. And he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. So the moment that he got a little relief, he was willing to ask for prayer. Hey, Moses and Aaron, can you talk to the big guy upstairs for me? I'm in some trouble. We've all probably experienced this. You're known as the Christian at the office, at the school, in your family. And an emergency comes and they ask you to come and pray. They're very open in times of emergency. Have you noticed? And so you come and pray. But oftentimes what happens is if a little space is given, let's say that the Lord does work because he is gracious and he gives them a little breathing room, a little space. A lot of people are like Pharaoh. And once they get a little breathing room, they say, well, I'm good now. And the frogs were piled up and the stench remained and that's what happens with sin, but we can find a way to use that, that spray, that aerosol stuff, you know, the, with the orange blossoms in it. Spray enough of that, and maybe you could forget about the piles of frogs and what just happened, and move on and brush it away. And that's what Pharaoh was pretty good at. Uh, I had mentioned last week that the god that's being dealt with is Haket in the frog plague, and uh, she, that this goddess, was supposed to control the frog population. Uh, I think Haket was humiliated last week, wasn't she? She didn't do a very good job. And what you need to see is that the gods of Egypt are being exposed for what they actually are. They are powerless, and they are simply inventions of man trying to deal with what man fears or appease these so-called gods and goddesses. And so Pharaoh hardened his heart. Oftentimes you see God hardens his heart and then Pharaoh hardens his own heart. I want you to take your Bible and turn all the way, holding your place in Exodus 8 to Revelation chapter 16. This is the plague of the bowls. And this is in the day of the Lord judgment. I want you to see a connection to the frogs before we move on. We're focusing on a little bit of uh, the word then and the plague of frogs. Notice it says, and I saw, this is Revelation 16, 13, coming out of the mouth of the dragon, that's Satan, and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet, Revelation 16, 13, three unclean spirits, what's your Bible say? Like frogs. For they are spirits of demons performing signs, Revelation 16, 14, which go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them together for the war of the great day of God, the Almighty. Behold, here is a parenthetical statement to encourage believers. Behold, I'm coming like a thief for all those who would read this. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his garments, lest he walk about naked and men see his shame. And they gather them together to the place which is, in Hebrew, is called Har-Megeddon. Or it means the mountain of Megiddo. Here's the thing. The future, for all of us who see this as a future bold judgment, 
has some connection to this plague of frogs. And here, these frogs or spirits that are like frogs as a simile go out croaking a message. And you know what their message is to the world leaders? It's time to fight the Christian God. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. We are in the holiday season. Families and friends will soon be preparing for a Thanksgiving feast with football playing in the background. Friends will gather around the table for delicious turkey, complete with stuffing, cranberry sauce, creamed corn, and mashed potatoes. Don't forget about the sweet pumpkin pie. You express your thankfulness for your family, friends, church, your hobby, work, and everything the Lord provides. And after all the conversation and fun games, a food coma will follow. Thanksgiving is truly a wonderful day. We appreciate you spreading the word about our program and praying for our ministry. We are forever thankful to our Walk-In Truth Financial Partners too. The Lord is using you to help keep this broadcast and podcast reaching people daily on this radio station and around the world. Pastor Michael Lance and the team here at Walk in Truth are sincerely grateful you are listening to this broadcast. Hey, this is Shane, and I'm one of the pastors here at Walk in Truth, and I just want to thank you for listening to the program. We hope that you have a happy and blessed Thanksgiving. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Three unclean spirits, what your Bible say? Like frogs. For they are spirits of demons performing signs, Revelation 16, 14, which go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them together for the war of the great day of God, the Almighty. Behold, here is a parenthetical statement to encourage Believers, behold, I'm coming like a thief for all those who would read this. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his garments, lest he walk about naked and men see his shame. And they gather them together to the place which is in Hebrew is called Har Megeddon, or it means the mountain of Megiddo. Here's the thing the future, for all of us who see this as a future bold judgment, has some connection to this plague of frogs. And here, these frogs, or spirits that are like frogs, as a simile, go out croaking a message. And you know what their message is to the world leaders? It's time to fight the Christian God. It's time, once and for all, to get rid of him and his ways and all that goes with him. And what you're going to notice, we're going to do this several times in the book of Exodus, is that the judgments that are in the book of Exodus are mirrored in large part in the book of Revelation. And so there is a coming second Passover, if you will. God is going to pass over Egypt again. Stay with me and think about these concepts. Egypt is a type, a picture of the world. The world is trying to kick God out to imbibe other gods and goddesses, to live the way that they want to live. God, the God of the Bible, is largely inconvenient for them. But a day of judgment is coming. Egypt, in quotes, is going to be judged in the future once again. That's what our Bible teaches. 
And the same kinds of things that happen in ancient Egypt are happening sadly today. Go back to the book of Exodus. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention to you is some of you know the Polish pastor in, I think it's Calgary. Uh, the police have shown up twice at his church while they're trying to gather for worship. And uh, he both times yelled them out of the building. And he didn't do it lightly. Get out! <laughs> Get out of here! Get out! He called them Gestapo. He called them Nazis. Uh, Get out! Basically screamed them out of, the, out of the building. And he did it. They came back and he did it again. But now there's a, uh, what I heard is like a, a bench order from a judge to use any means necessary to deal with this man. His name is Arthur, I think it's Pulowski, Polish name. This is what's happening now just up to the north of us, you guys, in Canada. This is some unique stuff happening in the Western world. And we need to pray. We need to pray for our country. I think the only thing that's really gonna solve this is a revival, amen? We need a spiritual great awakening in America and we need it to move really to the north of us and everywhere. And so the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, back in Exodus eight sixteen, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth that it may become gnats, New King James lice, through all the land of Egypt, Exodus eight sixteen. There's a little debate about what this bug is, but I guess a gnat is a kind of a broad category for any uh, two-winged flying insect that might land on you or bite you. And the Hebrew root word here is to fasten. So for me, often this happens when I'm mowing the lawn. Can I get a witness? Uh, I'm out there, I'm mowing the lawn, and I sometimes have a bandana of gnats around my head. And they love to fly into your ear canal. Can I get a witness? <laughs> and just one of them can make your afternoon miserable. But oftentimes, you know, they find a victim. It's kind of interesting. And they all flock to that one victim. And as long as it's not you, it's fine. If they're, you know, if they're buzzing around your friend's head or whatever, hey, uh, look at that. That's kind of funny. But when they're buzzing around your head, it's no fun. And there are some scholars that believe that these are mosquitoes. Uh, that would be something that would kind of attach to you or affix to you and bite you and even try to suck blood out of you. Just recently and not so long ago, we had something called the West Nile virus. Do you guys remember that? And the West Nile virus was mosquitoes that were... Um, drawn to water that had been sitting too long. And if they bit you, uh, it ended up killing people. And it, and it could be very deadly. And it isn't, isn't it interesting? It was called the West what? Nile virus. Things can just happen, right? And we've, we're coming off a year of something that was really unthinkable for us, right? We, we've had this coronavirus pandemic and it has shifted and changed everything. You can't go anywhere without trying to deal with this ongoing issue. And this is, I think these are some things that the Lord has allowed to try to get our attention. How are we doing? I ask you, 
we can brush it off just like the old Pharaoh did. We get a little space, we get a little breathing room, and we're really good at going back to our old ways, whatever they may be. And we kind of just forget about it until the next emergency. But God is getting Pharaoh's attention. And the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your staff. That staff is always the, the symbolic tool of the power of God and strike the dust of the earth that it may become gnats. You have the new King James lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Let me just share a little bit from a commentary. It says popular parlance tends to speak of gnats as mainly annoying, tiny, biting insects, including some types of flies and mosquitoes. As the far more commonly encountered blood-sucking, disease-spreading insect almost universally distributed and loathed. It could be that more than one type of insect was involved here. So maybe it was something like lice, something like gnats and mosquitoes. It could have been a combination. But whatever it was, it rose up from the earth and it says, touch the dust and that all the dust may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. And some of us are hoping that that's hyperbole. Y'all know what hyperbole is? That's an extreme statement. Does all mean all? Did all the dust of the earth actually become gnats? And if it did, oh my goodness. You want to talk about some dark clouds of swarming bugs everywhere? There's no way to ignore this one, right? And even if it is hyperbole, it still was a whole lot of bugs and a whole lot of bugged people, frustrated people. And they were swarming and they were everywhere and they were on man and beast. And the frog population had largely died out because Froggy would be very helpful with the flying insects because he could just throw his tongue out and nab those little insects, those little bugs. And people might have had regrets that the frogs were in piles now. Froggy, Froggy, come back. Froggy, where are you? Come, we need your help. I told you last week, you're the only one who really understands me. Some of you remember that. Never mind. Psalm 105, 29 through 31, commenting on the plague says, God turned their waters into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land swarmed with frogs, even in the chambers of their kings. God spoke and there came a swarm of flies and gnats in all their territory. Psalm 105, 29 through 31. And the land of Egypt was covered with gnats. And they did so, 17, Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff, struck the dust of the earth, and there were gnats, notice in your Bible, on or upon man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats throughout or through all the land of Egypt. You've been listening to What's Bugging You, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 8, 16 through 19. And as always, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, if you're having a hard time and need someone to talk to, or maybe you don't even feel like talking, but you could use some prayer, we have pastors on staff that would love to do that with you. You can call Walk in Truth Tuesdays through Fridays during daytime hours at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH.
844-48-TRUTH. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, sometimes as you're traveling, maybe to go see family for Thanksgiving, you could say, oh, please let the joy of the Lord be my strength. Maybe you're traveling in a car. Maybe you've got some long plane rides ahead of you. Maybe you are going to face some family that's a pain and they bug you. (laughs) Here we are talking about a message called what's bugging you. And maybe you're like, "Uh, where I'm going is really going to bug me. How can I prepare for that? Oh, Lord. Well, you take some deep breaths. You pray for patience. You got to be careful when you do that, though, right? (laughs) And, you know, you ask the Lord to be your joy. Maybe that person, maybe you can look at them a little bit different this year. Maybe you can ask the Lord to let his love shine through you toward them, despite how much they bug you. (laughs) This is Pastor Michael Lance. This is Walk in Truth. Hey, we're walking through the book of Exodus. We're excited that you're coming along with us through the book. If we can help you in any way, reach out to us at walkintruth.com, walkintruth.com. Hey, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I pray that you will have a wonderful day and we'll be here tomorrow as well to teach the word of God. Make sure you tune in and we'll see you here. God bless. Thankful for you. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, all to help more people like you dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $5 a month, or you can give a one-time gift. Visit walkintruth.com to give. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 8, 16-19 called, What's Bugging You? I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.